podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, you're listening to Rose Ed, the definitive soccer podcast. And it's a big week in the Premier League as Liverpool and City have an absolute humdinger as James Milner is lucky to stay on the pitch while everyone can count themselves lucky to have seen that Salah goal. And Arsenal have the most disappointing afternoon at the seaside since I took my ex-girlfriend on a romantic getaway and we had to come home a day early because she dumped me. True story. You are listening to Rose Ed <laughs> with me, Joe Forrester and Hannah East. Hi, Hannah. Hello. <laughs> Sad story, isn't it? To start the podcast. I know. The thing is, I know you're actually not joking. I know that's genuinely a true story. Mm. Well, the thing is, right, one thing about having a sad, pathetic life is obviously it's quite depressing, but gives you a lot of content for the podcast. So <laughs> every cloud. Uh, we're here with Mike as well. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Are you going to tell us what happens on this horrible trip? Yeah, so basically my ex-girlfriend, um, uh, probably the kind of first person that I sort of really got excited about and was sort of thinking about, oh, maybe we've got a future together. We went away for a romantic seaside getaway and um, on the she was acting a bit weird. And on the first night, I said, look, what's going on? And we ended up splitting up and coming home a day early. So... <laughs> Never getting that money back, am I, from Airbnb? <laughs> also, right, I just bought her. This is a sad start to the podcast, isn't it? Also, I'd just bought her, I spent like 200 quid on a, couple, on a couple's spa day for her birthday. And she said, oh, do you want the spa day back? Now, yes, is the answer. Yes. <laughs> oh, Don't tell me you let her have the spa day and take a, diff- a friend. You can't say yes, can you? So she, she obviously took a friend. I would have said yes, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. I love a spa day. And I'd have rung them up and gone, look, I paid for a couple spa day. Can I split that in half and get two solo spa days for myself? <laughs> <laughs> On with the show. Uh, how have you been, Hannah? Yeah, good, thank you. Back to uh, back to Loughborough, back home. Look, been looking after my dad. Um, yeah, I'm very happy to be home. That's so boring. <laughs> it's like a footballer's answer. Yeah, it's great, it's just great to be back. I've always loved this club. And uh, it's, just, it's just terrific to be back. <laughs> like, anyway. You're worried the lawyer's listening. <laughs> Footballers into yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Mike, we we have something to deal with here. Do you want to say sorry to my mum? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say Do you want to say sorry to Laura Forrester? Now, I'll give you an opportunity. I just want to say to Laura Forrester, um, if Joe can make it happen, then why don't you come on the podcast and we can hash it out? Because I think she's taken some of my comments out of context. And I'm not very happy with her, so I'd like to have a, a bit of a chat. Mum, I'm sorry, because it's not my doing. I didn't plan this, right? And I I feel the same as you do about Mike. So, <laughs> do you know what, right? She was furious because she said, oh, typical Arsenal fan. Because I was going, oh, the thing is Spurs don't have the money that United or City or, or Liverpool have, or even the money that Arsenal have. Now, what Mike heard when I said that was... Arsenal are rubbish. I hate Arsenal. He's like, oh, even Arsenal. So, she, so obviously my mum is a lifelong Tottenham fan as well, as are all of the uh, the Forrester crime family. So she took umbrage at that. But I just think there's a bit of tension between the, and it could just be that you're my new daddy. <laughs> daddy? Daddy? Right. How How's your week been though, Mike? Yes, it's been okay. As you say, it was uh, a bit of a, bit of a boring weekend. Um, for Arsenal, but otherwise a good weekend of, of football, definitely. And uh, we've got some exciting stuff to look forward to this weekend, especially Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder. 
that should be good. No actual football, international breaks a bit boring, obviously. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. It should be yeah, good. If, you, if you've come here to listen to that and you want to hear more about the kind of Nations League and World Cup qualifiers, we won't talk about it at all. It's it's literally <laughs> not getting mentioned. I don't know who England are playing. So they... They're playing Andorra and Hungary. I, I know that, but I'm not expecting anything. England top of their World Cup qualifying group. They're going to sail through. So it's it's a procession. Andorra. <laughs> I lick your boom, boom down. <laughs> and also, this week, what's happened? Instagram went down and Facebook. Hannah, how did you deal with it? Well, it was lovely. I was a bit disappointed that TikTok was still um, accessible, wasn't God, it? Yeah. Given all given all of our TikTok situation. We've been going for, what, two weeks now on TikTok and I am still arguing with teenagers. So I'm just going to turn comments off moving forward because I can't spend my time arguing with young boys because it's not it's not good, is it? I can't keep Even though you love it, Hannah. Even though, yeah, well, I do love it. You know, especially if somebody comes at me and they've got a really big forehead, like a 10 head, because that's how you measure your forehead, isn't it? <laughs> Four fingers on your head. That's why it's called a forehead. And you sometimes get like these young people with 10 heads, like you could put 10 fingers on top of each other. And they, they say to me that something is <laughs> I'm going to bite back, babe. Can I just you know say, I mean? right? That is not why a forehead is called a forehead. <laughs> Right, Right, put four fingers on your head. Mind you, you might need five, five, Joe. But (laughs) oh, 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 Oh. she's in a savage mood. I'm literally joking. But seriously, put four fingers on your head. I've got a complex. It's spelled differently. It's four. It's like the front part of. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's a forehead. There you go. Some science. Here comes the science bit. Well, one thing that has been quite big on social media this week: Killian Mbappe gave an interview, and he said he called Neymar a bum, didn't he, Mike? Is there is there unrest at PSG? They lost to Ren at the weekend, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, there was sort of footage of it before, but now he's actually confirmed that that he said that, and obviously PSG, the sort of dream front three, is not a world machine just yet. And Mbappe has sort of been making noises of late that he's not happy. He came out and said as well that he uh, he wanted to leave PSG in the summer. He was now heavily linked with a move to Real Madrid, but it didn't quite happen. And then he's, he's basically saying, I wanted to go so that PSG could get some money so that I don't go next season when my contract runs up. So it's all a little bit weird. It's like he's, he's obviously like a global superstar based on what he's done you know obviously he was brilliant at the 2018 world cup that's where everyone sort of heard his name but since then has he kicked on has he sort of fulfilled a bit most of that century yet i'm not sure yeah it's a funny one is it because he tried to spin it and say that he basically he tried to spin it like he was a nice guy he's like look i want to go but i want you guys to get some money so don't let me go on a free yeah because i'm i've got your best interests at heart which is just patently nonsense i think this neymar messi mbappe front three thing this is why i don't think they'll win the champions league because they'll all argue probably not messi to be fair although he does have an element to him but there's so much ego and also none of the three of them have any desire to track back whatsoever so i just think tactically i just think if they play Bayern, i just think they'll get absolutely spanked although yeah. Bayern did lose at the weekend as well uh also the uh after the win against man city last week the psg team or a lot of the psg team marco verratti neymar and mbappe i know definitely were in the medellin nightclub in paris until 5am and then they lost on the weekend i'm just saying it's a bit of a come down if you know what i'm saying so <laughs> but Hannah, have you ever been caught slagging someone off at work 
Yes, I have. Um, and one of them, I don't want to say what TV show it was on, um, but basically there was a, a new makeup artist and uh, she did my hair and makeup for me and I was about to go live. And um, you've got your, your gallery um, and then you've got your studio. So she said to me, how do you want your hair? And I was like, listen, just do whatever you can to sort my face out, sort my hair out. You know, she was there for a while. And then I looked in the mirror and, you know, when you see these memes of people that have makeup on with a line here, that the, the foundation that doesn't match the skin color. And it was, I could like literally scratch my face and makeup was coming into my nails. My hair was like Tina Turner on a really, really bad day. I looked really bad, um, like worse than usual. And I went into the toilet and I was like, I could, because I don't know what makeup she'd put on. It was almost like she was dressing me as a dead person and, and putting makeup oh, on Oh, like me. you're a corpse and, and she's yeah. dressing you for the viewing. Yeah. yeah, I look like that. And then um, I went and sat in the studio and I was just, I said to the, the two uh people that were on my show with me, which I don't want to say because then you'll know exactly what show it was. Um, then I, they, they just sort of said, gosh, you're all right. <laughs> thought, oh my God, it was awful. That's what you want to hear. So then I sat there and I was like, what has she done to me? And I was trying to make a joke of it. And I was, you know, oh, she's new. And I knew I could see, you know, on the, the camera, I could see how bad I looked. And um, I said, oh, she's obviously new. And like, she's obviously really a job and they were like I'll visit to Specsavers and we went on for ages and the more they were joking about the more I realized how bad I looked so I just carried on and uh, she was sat in the gallery and the mics were on and she was listening oh. yeah and then um it wasn't till oh. after that I realized that she was actually sat there and it was her first day on the job rookie that error. is something Massive. that every presenter learns Great. the hard way yeah at some yeah. point so me it's normally like I'm talking about sex or something yeah um so yes what i like to do you turn it upside down and then and someone will come in uh joe just so you know the mic's alive but like, yeah i knew that yeah i was actually talking about something else um, but like so but every presenter learns that that you think yeah. you're just chatting to someone on set but there's a whole gallery full of people just like what a weirdo or what a bellend yeah. i friend of the show actually uh, matt carlton who I know you know, who is who is yeah. one of our staunchest supporters and listeners. He once told me that when he was living in North Allerton in Yorkshire, they were all running away from a girl that they didn't like on a night out. And then after they're running away. Was that me? <laughs> yeah, girl called Hannah. <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> and he literally and he said, like, he's like, oh, and we got away from her. And I was like, oh, thank that we've managed to lose so and so. And everyone's face went white and I turned around and she stood behind me, isn't she? And I was like, oh, I didn't, I meant somebody else, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it can happen. Mike, you're quite a kind man. I can't imagine you really slacking people off. Yeah, so I've probably done the re well, sort of reverse what Hannah's done. Off. Um, on No, no so it was on radio, but instead of the presenters talking about the people behind the scenes, it was me as the producer uh talking about someone who, who was on air so so in, in radio you have like a talk back feature where you can speak to the different presenters um and it's got like different channels one two three and i i wasn't really a fan of the presenter that i was working with and someone that i did like was sat in in the other chair uh yeah it was either, <laughs> you used to just tell me to my face when um, it was rubbish yeah yeah basically or right in your running order <laughs> Joe, your shit <laughs> quit your job <laughs> no, but, uh, so actually i was i was criticizing the guy um to who so who i thought was my friend but i was actually just criticizing 
the guy and what did to say? his face or to his ear. And I was like, oh, F sake, I've got to work with this guy for another day. He's awful. When are we going to get rid of him? Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. And he heard. And I had to just like play it off and be like, oh, you know, I was just, I was just having a bad day and, and everything. So, yeah, not, not my finest moment. Um, right. Game of the season at the weekend, or half of the season, certainly. Uh, City versus Liverpool. Do you enjoy it, Mike? What a game. Yeah, I think early game of the season contender for me. Like, it just had absolutely everything. First half was a little bit dry. I think Liverpool couldn't cope with Man City. Didn't really know what to do. Couldn't get out. Just couldn't find any exit ball. Um, but second half, it just completely came to life. And I think it was like the best quality football on show in the Premier League. But obviously, we're talking about Chelsea's title contenders, but they don't play like fast, free-flowing football like Liverpool Man City do. And Liverpool, it's almost like they've gone... Oh well, they've been you know good defensively in the past, and they've been you know good going forward. But this season, they're sort of like, oh, forget it. Like we're just going to go for it. And they're you know obviously they've had like the three three against Brentford. It was two two, and it just makes for a really good spectacle. Um, and obviously Mo Salah as well, his goal next level. Yeah, do you enjoy that Salah goal, Hannah? It was. I, was pr- I don't like Liverpool, but it was. It's pretty hard not to say how good that goal was. Well, even if you don't like Liverpool, you have to like Salah. That's the rule, isn't it? You, you have to. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He's, he's cute, ama- isn't no, he? but it's, you, you yeah. appreciate. You know, you always say about Spurs that you're not seeing at the moment is good, entertaining football. You know when Salah's on the pitch. <laughs> sorry, you know when Salah's on, on the pitch. I'm going for you today. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, yeah, you know when Salah's the on the pitch. He's. <laughs> We're you back. Say that again. No, 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 no. We're back. We're back. The title charge starts. Do you, do you not want to sack him? Do you not want to sack nah, him? No, I love him. In Nuno, we trust. Right. Oh, you're worse. A little nibble on Nuno. <laughs> um, too soon to Sacco Nuno. Right, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Hannah, sorry. But yeah, um, yeah, like you say, we were talking about Salah. Um, is you have to appreciate his uh, his style and his performances every single week that he plays. But it showed that Manchester City mean business. You know, beating Chelsea the week before, getting the three points, and then drawing against uh, Liverpool. You would take those points any day. They're tough matches, um, and I think uh, Man City are just kind of showing they're about to kick on. And we talked about this weeks ago. We were like, oh, you know, City haven't had the best start. They didn't have the best start last season, but they just kick on and they they keep maintaining that consistency. And I think that's what we're going to see for the rest of the season from them. Just a bit of a slow start, I think, for them. Yeah, watching that game, Mike, I thought we're seeing the team who are in the most exceptional form against the player who's in the most exceptional form. Yeah, definitely. I think City were were excellent and just like the amount of options that they have, like the fact that Foden missed the start of the season... Uh, Ferran Torres was playing and now Foden's come back in Gabriel Jesus shifted out to the right like there's so many things that they can do and so many like little tactical tweaks and stuff that Pep makes that just make them such a hard proposition to deal with because in in that game they they weren't really playing at another night so it's like who do the defenders mark like they, they 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 can't deal with it and it's just impossible to try to try and stop so they are they are yeah kicking on as Hannah said and they will get stronger and stronger. I still feel like Chelsea are my favourites because mm-hmm. I feel like they've got that ability to grind out a game. They've got probably one of the best defences in in the league as well as City. So it's it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be. Tough. I heard actually just to mention I heard um, Antonio Conte talking about Romelu Lukaku a few weeks ago and he was saying oh Chelsea have not quite worked out um, how to use him yet and I think that's true. 
But when that does come, I think there will be unsolved. Yeah, he kind of said don't, he said don't break him, didn't he? The implication being that the Premier League misused him before, he fixed him. So don't ruin him again because I fixed him. Yeah, it was a little bit, it was a bit of bragging, to be honest. It was like, oh, like I basically made Lukaku into the striker that he is. I mean, I think the player has to you know, take responsibility <laughs> for the large, a large bit of that. Like Conte did not literally fix him. So it was, it was a little bit like, you know, after the fact saying, oh yeah, I made him incredible. But yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I guess he has a point because he's a very specific style of striker and it takes time to sort of develop the team. You almost have to build it around him a little bit. Um, so I, I understand what he was saying, but it was a bit, it was a bit, you know, a bit flashy, wasn't it? From Conte. And Hannah, do you think that James Milner might have a bit of PTSD from trying to deal with Phil Foden all day? I mean, he got turned inside out, didn't he? Yeah, like literally torn to bits. But surely that was going to be expected. We would have expected that before the game, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, this is it. And I thought Milner was pretty, pretty lucky to still be on the pitch at the end. He he should have been sent off, really. Um, Mike, can we have a word for Bernardo Silva? Because he did one of the most fun things in football. We basically just got the ball sort of ran around backwards, forwards, side to side, not really trying to do anything, but just basically just like, you know, when you've got the best player at school and the game is, can you tackle them? That was basically it. And you couldn't, they couldn't get the ball off. It was really sort of pointless, but really fun to watch. Yeah. You just like, you didn't feel sorry for the defenders, but you're sort of almost like, what do they do here? I think I've experienced something similar myself. So um, I played against like a a mini Messi, uh, who is um, Marcus Edwards. Okay. Um, so he was like a Spurs like starter. I think he plays uh, in the Portuguese league now. Um, and I played against him at, at school. He was he was like a uh, not at school. Sorry, he was he went to my school, but I played with him at Pal League, which is like sort of five aside football. And he just did that to us like all game. Like he was just ridiculous. Um, so I, I sympathise with the defenders, and it's just not fun. It's just like taking. The he's he's currently. He is currently plying his trade at Vitoria de Guimarães in the Portuguese first division. So yeah, he's probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he's. I think he was like. I think Pochettino actually compared him to Messi, and later said, "I regretted saying that because as soon as you do that, obviously, like the hype levels go through the roof." And I think he was actually a really good player. Maybe a little bit small for the Premier League, but. Um, yeah, it's not fun getting twisted up, but Bernardo Silva's another one. Like he's just unbelievable, and I think he was like rumoured to be leaving last summer. It's just like, how many players do you want? Like enough is enough. Now, Mike, you're a hairy man, aren't you? Huh? But not all men are happy looking like Mr. Tumnus, and that's where Hoosh comes in. Yep, I like my men soft and smooth like silk. And finally, I can get rid of my husband's rug because Hoosh was built to make men's self-care fun, easy and enjoyable. Now look, I'm no stranger to a downstairs tidy up myself, but I'm not going to lie, I do always worry about nicking my precious boys with a razor or burning the little corporal with some other products on the market, which is why Hoosh is great for me, as their ultimate goal is to help people feel their best through attentive, innovative products and the best natural ingredients, which will leave your skin soft, nourished, moisturised, and soothed. Hoosh is also powered by inclusivity and adapted for everyone and serves people regardless of their shape, gender, colour and sexual preferences. Yep, Hoosh is all about inclusion, liberation and representation and much like this podcast, it's something we hope everyone can enjoy. So whether you're a hairy little ape man like Mike or you want to be sleek and smooth like Hannah's dream man, Hoosh will help you get there with confidence and pride. Go to hoosh.uk to find out more. Stay charged with hashtag Hoosh Power. (laughs) 
Also, Hannah, you didn't show up at Old Trafford on Saturday. And no. were you pleased that you didn't in the end? Uh, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, there's so much uh, chat and talk about Martial. Now, I know uh, he scored, but there's no urgency at all for the ball. He, he did score, Hannah, after being yeah, dropped. It was like, like, goal partially, partially a bit yeah. of a deflection. But yeah, when you watch him back, it's like he just doesn't want to be there. And it's I think as a United fan, you want a player to be part of the team that actually care when they walk onto that pitch. And you can see that passion and that desire in their face. And he just doesn't have it. He's just never really had it since he's played for Manchester United. I just think his time there's done. Why, why were Ronaldo and Paul Pogba not playing? Sir Alex Ferguson, as Mike was pointing out before the show, was asking this after the game. He was caught on camera talking to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Is that how you say it, Mike? Yeah. Close <laughs> Is it? How do you say it? Nurmagomedov. No, I missed out a syllable. He was caught on camera talking yeah. to Khabib Nurmagomedov. There we go. First time. Well done, Mike. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doesn't look dissimilar to? But, oh, but you've said this before in your lookalikes. No, Martin, Martin Allen said this. Um, former Barnet and Chesterfield manager. Yeah, Brentford. If, if anyone, I'm not sure our American audience will, will know him, but yeah, Martin Allen. So like, if you're listening in Wisconsin, when we start talking about Martin Allen's time at Chesterfield, <laughs> that's when maybe you might be part of the podcast. Alex Ferguson was questioning why Ronaldo and uh, Pogba didn't start. It's very easy to do that kind of revisionism when it comes to football. But, Hannah, I mean, why are you resting two players before an international break? I mean, don't worry about them playing for their countries. Like, they should should be playing for United, right? I, I partially agree with that. And then I partially look at the fact that uh, Ronaldo's 36 and it may be a decision that he's kind of uh, suggested not to not to start, not to play a full match. We've got to remember he is scoring us goals. He's consistent, mostly, scoring goals uh, in every match. And Ole would get absolutely scrutinised if Ronaldo started and played the full match and then he gets injured and then what? What's our comeback? Because at the moment we need Ronaldo. So we need those goals. And, and I think we're identifying gaps in the team and areas, particularly our midfield, that are becoming problematic. And we can't afford for Ronaldo not to have that injection of pace and have him up front. We need him there. So I fully agree. Don't start him. Who starts it? What 36-year-old player is playing week in, week out but my, for a full match? My, I, do you, I suppose my point is that he's potentially got 10 days off. I mean, he's going to want to probably play in the international game against Qatar. Which he will be, yeah. And the travel time, you've got to consider that as well. Um, you know, this guy's very regimented and, and lives by routine. So travel and movement and diet, things like that will be affected. So maybe it's a call on him. We don't know. Do you think he's telling Ole when he plays and doesn't? I mean, I, I, gen I you kind of assume that he would be. Yeah. Like this is Ronaldo we're talking about. Like, he, you know, if he doesn't want to play against a, a lower team or a team at the bottom of the table and he doesn't need to and he can be rested, he's he knows his body sort of inside out. He's, he's an athlete, he's a machine. <laughs> so, you know, he's, um, I think that's a Yorkshire phrase. Yeah, I you don't, don't know, know your body inside, do you? I don't really want he to. He does. <laughs> of course he does. It's Ronaldo. Come, Come on. on. What's he been doing? So he's do like, he's like, you know, do you remember Dr. Gillian McKeith? Oh my. <laughs> who used to go through people's poo to say what they should eat. I actually did. I bet, I bet somebody goes through his poo to make sure that he's hydrated, to make sure he's eating the right stuff, his digestive system's working correctly and efficiently. You know, of course they will be. Would you want that? Would you want a person who comes around and looks at your poo? 
Well, girls don't poo anyway, but if I was a guy, yeah. um, then if I was Ronaldo and he's a brand and he's worth like ridiculous amounts of money, then I'm sure a doctor will be like, listen, let's keep doing regular checks on your bowel movements. I once did a show on Channel 5 called... <laughs> oh, Christ. Here we called go. When Diets Go Wrong. On TV and they dissected it. Well, I knew I knew it wasn't going to be the hit that I wanted it to be when I said, who else is on it? <laughs> and they said, it's Kerry Katona and jo- Dr. Gillian McKeith. I said, oh, who's Dr. Gillian McKeith? said, do you remember the woman who used to go through people's poo? I was like, cool, that is, that, my, <laughs> my career, the level of my career well, so. is sifting through poo. That's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, what did you make of Andros Townsend? A- yeah. Andros Townsend. Hey, I'm Andros Townsend. Yeah. Hey, you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of Andros Townsend's uh, celebration? It was great. It was great. He didn't really land it. He almost like stumbled a bit, didn't he? It was, it was quite funny. And like after the game, he was saying, "Oh, you know, it was a mark of respect to Ronaldo." I was like, "Was it to copy his celebration? I don't know." But like, I've got a lot of respect for Andrew Stanton because he was sort of like, you know, um, not down and out, but you thought, "Oh, what's happened to his career?" Because he was like, he came through at Spurs, obviously um, looked exciting, could do like the sort. of, thing where he cut inside and bent it into the top corner like a, a bit like a one-trick pony but he, he did it well um, and then yeah he was he sort of left Palace and then he was like on talk sport and I was like oh what's happened to Andrews Townsend like but where is he at but he's come back he's been sensational this season I, I spoke to a mate uh, the other day and he said oh yeah I saw Andrews Townsend training at my at my power league at five a side over the summer like to get himself fit and I was like oh fair play so he's gone from like that to like banging in goals at front and centre for Everton and then copying Ronaldo's celebration. I think he asked him for his shirt afterwards as well, even though I saw Ronaldo storming down the tunnel after the full-time whistle. So in answer to your earlier question about is he telling Oli if he wants to play, I'm not sure because I'm not sure why he wouldn't fuming after, after they lost. But I suppose I kind of, the Power League thing, can he not, he must be able to afford better than Power League. Was he on his own on the pitch or was he training with somebody else? No, I, I think he was he was playing a game. I'm not 100 percent sure. My, my, my mate literally just said he, he was down power league, like just sort of playing. So it's pretty unusual for like a professional yeah. footballer like to be doing that. So that like, absolutely fair play. And also one of the best hair transplants I've seen. Yep. Andros Townsend was balding badly. Is it a hair transplant? And he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. If you if you want to have a look at really really good hair transplants. Google Rooney's, Rooney's had two hair transplants, hasn't he? I did, but that's just, still I mean, that is, I mean, I hate to, that's polishing a turd, isn't it? Like, what's the point? <laughs> it's not like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you're like, I don't know, Denzel Washington or Henry Cavill or something. It's like, oh yeah, there's something to salvage here. Don't worry about it, Wayne. If anything, like you're liberated because nobody's ever going to judge you aesthetically yeah so just live your life like that don't worry about it he's also never had hair is he Rooney? like it's not like this guy has had long lushing locks is he like prince charming like he's like, he's always just had short hair now it's it's a bit more short and a bit receding so it's like, all right. you think it was going to be like the links effect like if suddenly you walk down the high street and everyone would be like oh my god who's that like do you remember the diet coke adverts where all the women get in the lift and they're like the lift engineer's there and they're just like um, and he's just really, it's a really hot lift engineer with no shirt on for some reason. No shirt on, but a pair of Levi's. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Rafa's doing a pretty good job at Everton though, isn't he? I think they look quite decent. Um, right now, Hannah, Deli Ali is dating Pep Guardiola's daughter. 
I've seen these I mean, photos. Dangerous, dangerous. Rumoured to be dating. I've seen photos yeah. of them together. They could just not hashtag they official. Could just be friends. Friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is a video podcast, yeah, yeah. isn't it? So that's not just for you too. So <laughs> have you ever like, but that's that's quite scary if Pep's your father-in-law. Have you like, did Mr. Did Mr. Creelman ever kick off with any of your boyfriends? Um, well, he kicked off a bit when I met my husband because I've already told you the story, so it's probably a bit boring, but I met him on Gladiators mm. and I thought he was a fitness trainer. So there's like 10,000 people auditioned for Gladiators. And then when I got on, Andy got my number. So then he texts me when I was on my way home. Um, I was actually with my ex-boyfriend at the time because he drove me there, but I wasn't actually going out with him at the time. Um, you see, he made and, him drive um, you? Yeah, but he cheated on me with a girl from Morrison's, so we kind of broke up. So. <laughs> that sounds like it was in Morrison's. <laughs> because <laughs> he worked there you see and um it sounds like Neil room between that was that was just <laughs> he got the girl from Asda pregnant <laughs> so then we just broke up like months before but anyway he took me to the audition around the back so of the I fish counter Andy. yeah well he actually he actually worked on the fish counter of course he did oh. he did babe what's that smell uh, work <laughs> Yeah, I've got an infection, babe. No, um, so <laughs> so he, yeah, anyway, he took me to the audition. I met Andy and uh, Andy got my number and I came home. I was like, oh my God, dad, you never guess that. I've just met this guy and he's amazing. And my dad was like, oh, for Christ's sake, Hannah, not another gangly gym instructor. And I was like, because that's what obviously I thought Andy was at the time. Um, and yeah, my dad was just like, oh, I, I, I don't like him. And then when the first day that Andy came to my house, my dad did a full um, police check on him. So he went outside, got his registration plate, um, rang oh. it into the police. And it said, because we lived in Scarborough and my and Andy had a Mercedes that was from Scarborough. So my dad was actually like, what he's done here, he's gone and hired a car. He's driven it to the house. And then he's taken it back. And for me, Hannah, that's weird because that's not registered to his name. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, that's really, that's weird. But actually he just, he just bought the car in the only place that they sold that color that he wanted was a place in Scarborough. It was just co coincidence because he's from York. So um, yeah, my, it took my dad. And then, you know, the story that when we got engaged, my dad has never, ever supported Man City. And my dad became a Man City fan the day we got engaged just to... <laughs> my husband off is he stuck with it <laughs> yeah uh no he's he, he got a, a shared season ticket with a friend i mean there's a lot of season tickets going isn't there for man city mm. um so my dad Ooh. got one for about a season and then just kind of got rid of it mr creelman is rapidly becoming my favorite man on earth yeah <laughs> yeah get him on, get the, him podcast, on the pod uh, along with joe's mom get him on the pod oh, oh yeah. confessions of a constable there we go get him on <laughs> get him on i think i smell a spin-off um, mike you met the uh the in-laws recently didn't you how did you how did you get on because you you slagged off their hometown of preston so i can't imagine that went down well <laughs> yeah no um no I've, i didn't meet them recently i went to the, i went to their their home because they now have moved from horrible preston sorry preston to to cornwall uh, so they've upgraded massively. Stop slagging um, So that's where I was. Oh, that, that's where I met them. Gonna go. Ah, sorry, Preston. Sorry, I'm not really sorry. It's a horrible place. No, it's not. It's not that bad. It's just. It's just like a standard like British like northern town. I'm slagging off all the north now. Oh God, it's so bad. Uh, it's actually. Well, it's actually a city that has that has a city status, even though it probably shouldn't because it doesn't have a cathedral. And I thought cities have to have a cathedral it, to be a city. A so I don't know why it's got honorary status. Yeah, yeah I it? think so. 
Is it a red brick university or just a university? No, it's just like a creative red brick shack. But, oh, I thought you meant no, it can't just be like in. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I don't mean that. Sorry, that's Mike poisoned in my mind. I love Preston. <laughs> no, I'm I'm obviously joking. Like, but you're not. Um, but no, so yeah, no, I've, I've I've met them a few times, and to, to be fair, like, even though my girlfriend's dad is like six foot five, six foot six. Even though my girlfriend's like whole family is like in the police force, I think literally like she's got about two, two or three aunties that are, that are in the police, and about three or four uncles that are in the police. They're actually okay, and I, I survived my trip, so I can't can't complain. I can't believe both your families are popo. I can't believe you're in the five yeah, O. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not my family. Yeah, but obviously, man like Foz is from the streets, you know. So, <laughs> hope Mr. Kruber doesn't check you just my. Just call room. yourself boss. Yeah. Oh, just bossing. In it, bro. Bossing, bossing Richmond. You're trying to think of something street to say. Oh, you just say. Kind of... It's total eclipse of the heart. That's all I can think of because I was listening to Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> Sorry. Right. <laughs> That's um, not a lot of football that we're interested in. But Tyson Fury is fighting Deontay Wilder for the third mm-hmm. time this weekend, and yet again, I don't know how Mike books them. It's amazing, but we've got another absolute A-list guest this week and I think we can hear Tyson Fury's prediction for the third fight with Deontay Wilder I'm going to smash your face in you how's that for a message hey there we go short but sweet from Tyson he's in confident mood Tyson he's in confident mood wow. he is he's ready for always this. is apparently he's not having like sex or you know releasing himself until the fight releasing himself is that what you call it well no it's i didn't want to say the word like masturbate because it's it makes me cringe a bit so you said it releasing, releasing yourself is much worse <laughs> <laughs> so he's not using one of those flashlight things or he's not doing anything oh, um, you know joe knows all about that but he's not using he's not doing anything until after the fight because he wants to be as like you know, charged as possible. That's interesting though, because Mike, you, you'll know about this. Like it's, if you do abstain for a little bit, no, no, I don't mean that you're not getting any because everybody's getting more than me. But like, if you do abstain for a little bit, it does make you a little bit anxious and like on edge. And like, this. probably- Well, yeah, so I, so the, the reason why I don't abstain is because I heard a, I heard a story when I was younger about this guy who didn't, um, release himself for for like ten years, and he's his goosh was like the size. <laughs> it's like absolutely huge. <laughs> to anyone who doesn't know what a goosh is, in America they call it the taint. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he was, it was basically like having like a massive like bowling ball like, hanging in his pants. So I was like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm not leaving him more than a week. So- Ever. So when your girlfriend's just like, oh, look, I'm a bit tired. It's like, look, I'm not doing it for me. This is a health issue. Yeah. So this is, look, like, like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to have sex either, but it's just, this is just <laughs> do you know what? It's a safety thing really. So we should probably, yep, good, turn the lights off. So. Well, my, uh, my husband won't do Rudy's on a Monday because he plays a five-a-side league on a Monday night. Rudy's? <laughs> Rudy, <laughs> Rudy, So do you? Yeah. Well, when you're married, you don't you don't like talk about your sex life, do you? Because it's just weird. It's like listening to your parents talk about the sex life. But yeah, my husband does a five aside on a Monday, and he's like, "Oh, you know, can't, can't, I need to be like charged for the match." 
And I'm like, it's five aside. It's just I don't I even know that was a thing, to be honest. Yeah. I've never, I'm never linked the yeah, two. Yeah, it's quite a big thing of foot managers in the 90s saying that you can't have sex before the night before a game. Matches, yeah. But they were all yeah. going out and getting smashed, so it sort of didn't really make any difference anyway. <laughs> so do you, so they didn't realise it didn't matter if it wasn't their wife. So do you... Yeah, well, exactly. So do you, <laughs> do you like WhatsApp your husband? You're like, oh, Rudy's tonight. And he's like, oh, sorry, I can't release myself. I've got five aside. Yeah, because he takes it really seriously. He, like lunges in the living room and stuff to warm up. I, so I just kind of leave him to it. I don't think that's weird. <laughs> I'm I'm with him. <laughs> what well, you're there with like like the whip, just like, oh, come on, it's Rudy's. Let's do a bit of money. Come on, and darling. Like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> he doesn't even play football. He just goes out the house to get a rest from me. Do you know what? I reckon he just drives and just sits in the car for a bit. Tesco car park with a boost bar and a cup of tea. Yeah, just looks out the window. Walker got away just, from it. Oh, I think so. I wish I'd never worked on Gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> I've made some bad life choices. <laughs> oh, dear. And speaking of bad life choices, I think that's probably quite a good place uh, to leave it. Thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. Cheers. If you do want to get in touch with the show, it's Rosehead Pod on Instagram and on TikTok. It's Rosehead Soccer on Twitter. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook. Just search Rosehead Soccer. It's the same on YouTube. And we will see you next time. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.